Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern. I'm so grateful to have you here with us today. And I want to say hello to my very dear friend, Melina Puente. Melina, thanks for coming back to join us again. So glad to be here. You were with us several weeks ago, and we were in the very last verse of Romans chapter 8, and I remember saying to you, you know, we're going to have to dig into this chapter a little bit more. It's nice to kind of give this beautiful summary of the chapter, but we decided we needed to come back and unpack more of Romans chapter 8 together. So you have come back to do exactly that, and we've agreed to really focus on Romans 8 verse 11 today. So Melina, I'm going to go ahead and read that verse, and if it's okay with you, I'm going to share a truth first today, and then we're going to hear from you, and then I want you to share a choice first. So let me read Romans 8 verse 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Melina, this is easily one of my favorite verses. And it's probably the verse I get most excited about when I have speaking opportunities. I might yell a little bit, get a little bit of excited because (laughs) I do always wonder what would our lives look like if we really focused had a concentration on this truth that I have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead living inside of me. Mm. This verse always challenges me, but it also is a reminder to me of the death that I once lived in. Real quickly, before I share a story that's personal, I always like to talk about the context and the context of Romans 8 verse 11 is, of course, the verses preceding it, verses 1 through 10. And if you were to open your Bible right now, you would see that the header on Romans chapter 8 is life in the Spirit. So verses 1 through 10 are talking about this war that we have between our flesh, which was once obligated to the law, and God's Spirit, which is life-giving. And Paul, through this chapter in Romans 8, is saying to us, you are not a slave to the law, and you are not a slave to your flesh any longer. Jesus Christ has come to give you freedom. You have been called to live in freedom. You are not now slaves to sin, slaves to your mortal bodies. You are now controlled by the Holy Spirit. And so you have an option to live in this freedom that you didn't have before because God's spirit now lives inside of you. And it's this urgent reminder to us in verse 11 that we have the exact same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead living inside of us. And so then it begs the question, what is the death that I have lived in in the past? He's obviously not talking about physical death in our case. He is in Jesus's case. The Holy Spirit physically raised Jesus Christ from the dead. But there's a spiritual analogy here that we are now called to life, to live out of the grave of sin, out of the death of our past. And every single time I read this passage, preach this passage, meditate on this passage, I am reminded of the first powerful encounter that I had with the Holy Spirit. I was saved at a very young age, raised in the church. My dad was actually a pastor, but I fell away from the Lord as a young adult. And I was in a lot of rebellion and sin. And all through my 20s, I just really kind of metaphorically went off the deep end. 
I chose really toxic relationships. I was into some pretty heavy, hardcore substance abuse. And I really was living in a way that God didn't even exist. Mm. I was running from the church. I was running from my family and their faith. I was just in a full-blown rebellion. There's really no better way to say it. But what's interesting to me is I had made a commitment to Jesus Christ as a child. So the Holy Spirit never stopped pursuing me, Melina. Mm. Our stories are very different. You came to Christ later in life. I was saved as a child. And so even though I tried to run away, the Holy Spirit would constantly convict me and try to call me back. And I started numbing. I was using drugs and alcohol to try to numb out the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to be convicted. I didn't want to think about the things of the Lord because I was trying to shove God out of my life. Of course, now as an adult, I understand that was because I was wounded. I was experiencing a lot of pain from the abuse that had happened to me. And and what happened was so powerful. There was a night in Columbus, Ohio. I was in my late 20s and another toxic relationship had just ended That young man had just left my house. We'd ended a relationship. This was a series of toxic relationships, one after the other, that basically I was dating the same guy, I always say. He each had a different name, but they were the same basic toxic relationship, just repeating itself over and over and over. And when he left my house that night, I started having a panic attack, Melina, and I couldn't breathe. And I literally was trying to force myself using my arms to breathe by pushing my body up and down. I was trying to get air in my lungs by pressing my hands on the bed and trying to push to get air in my lungs. And I had the thought, I'm just going to stop trying to breathe. I don't want to breathe anymore. I don't want to live anymore. And then that escalated to suicidal ideations. And I started thinking about ending my life. And it was very, very graphic. It was obviously of the enemy in that moment. I was very, very close to taking my own life that night, the closest that I had ever been. And I had a plan and I was ready to execute it. And Melina, in that moment, the God who I had said yes to as a four-year-old child came into my room and after me through this power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Exactly what this verse is describing right now. I was at a moment of spiritual death. And the Holy Spirit came running after me into my room. And I want you to know, I didn't want him there in that moment because I was ashamed. I was hiding exactly like Adam and Eve were hiding in the Garden of Eden after they sinned. And I said out loud because his presence was so real and so tangible. I said, what are you doing here? I don't want you here. And Melina, in that moment, this power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead overwhelmed me with how much he loved me. And my panic attack subsided and I started sobbing like a child because I experienced the love of God that was more powerful than my sin. A love that came running after me when I had run away as fast and hard and furiously as I could more furiously, his love came after me. So this is a verse that hits very close to home for me. The truth of this verse for me is that there is nowhere I can run or hide that is beyond his love for me. I cannot escape him. Exactly like this chapter says later, we can outrun him. I experienced the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, came into my life as a four-year-old child when I accepted Jesus, and that power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead never goes away. We cannot escape his love. 
He comes after us. He fights for us. He draws us to the Father. Sometimes when we don't even want to be drawn to the Father. And so this death that it's referring to here for Jesus, yes, it was a physical resurrection. Jesus died and the Holy Spirit resurrected him. But I know the truth of this verse, Melina. This is also a spiritual, emotional, mental resurrection that we can experience through the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead in our lives today. So what is the truth, Melina, that you pull out of Romans 8 verse 11? In the context of 1 through 10, as I get to 11, there is this life that I kind of wide awake realize I have life to be lived that's deeper and richer and greater than I could imagine. For me, the truth is trusting that that's in me because I forget. That's where I have to come back and go, power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you, Melina. Operate in that truth and that fullness and trust that the Holy Spirit will guide me and direct me on my entire path. Mm. Yes, and it's a choice, obviously. When you're recognizing, hey, there's a path, which means I can take that path or not that path or another path. So because you started going down that road already, go ahead and state for our listeners, what is the choice that you encourage them to make based on Romans 8.11 this week? I had a really rich experience, Carrie, driving home actually from Western Seminary on a Wednesday night. It's probably 10 years after I'd been walking with the Lord. I'm coming home and I... I see someone sitting at a bank and their hands are in their face and they're crying really hard because I can hear them and my window's up. And I'm like, Mm. wow. And I'm like, Lord, send somebody to help them. And I'm trying to get home because selfishly, I'm not going to lie, true confession, West Wing was going to be on and I wanted to get home. And this is back before you could record it. (laughs) Wait, back in the day. (laughs) Right. And so I realized as I get and I can usually hit all the green lights and at the next red light. I just feel this tug in my heart. Why don't you want to help her? And I thought, yes, yes, I can. I'm going to go around the block. If she's there, I'll help her. If she's not there, I'm going home. I come around the corner. I walk up and she's there. Mm. And I walk up just kind of calmly because she's upset, obviously. And I said, hi, I can see you're upset. Is there something I can help you with? And they start crying harder. This woman is just crying harder. And I kind of thought, okay, I'll just give her a second. I'm sorry to bother you. I really am. Is there anything I can help you with? I asked the second time. And she just starts sobbing hard. And I thought, okay. I noticed the cross around her neck. And I said, I just need you to know that I was driving by and I saw you. And God asked me to stop and help you. And she like almost fell off the little chair she was in crying. And I just started to back up kind of slow because I wasn't sure. And she's like <laughs> holding her hand up, like, like, don't leave. And so she gets her composure and she just looks up at me and she says, I've been sitting here crying out to God. And I'm just telling him, I help people all the time. Why can't you send somebody to help me? And I just the weight of that knowing that The Holy Spirit guided and directed that entire encounter, not just for me, but for her. And just trusting that when something might be awkward or kind of like, I don't know if I should do this or it feels weird, just to surrender to that, knowing that Holy Spirit will guide and direct. And it is a true straight line to God's will when we operate in that place. That was a really powerful encounter for me to remember. I asked him to use me. And so... I want to be yielded to that when I operate in the spirit. 
And it's one of those situations that once you encounter something like that, you are going to keep looking for the opportunity. And I know you very well. And I know that you've had hundreds of those opportunities. And I think knowing you as well as I do, you bring that up because it started this revolution in you where you're always looking for people to help. You're always looking for ways to serve. You're always now in a posture. And I do mean always, you know, as a counselor, I'm trained. You don't say words like always and never, but I do mean always. I I experience you to be a woman so full of the Holy Spirit that you posture yourself daily in How can I be available, Lord? How can you use me? You actually are actively looking for opportunities for others to experience the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead through you. And that is a powerful choice. It's a powerful challenge. You're like throwing down the gauntlet right now. Like, (laughs) all right. And I'm not going to try to top that. Trust me. Because I, I have learned a lot about being available to the opportunity through you, Melina. But I love that... We can either be in a place today where we are living in death like I was all those years ago. We have listeners right now that are making decisions that are contrary to the leading of God's spirit. They're in a relationship that they know they shouldn't be in. They're abusing substances that they know are harmful to their body. They're acting outside of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the reminder today is it's not too late Because you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you can choose today to start all over and to say, I choose to live in the life-giving spirit, the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, because I am not going to win this wrestle. The Holy Spirit is calling us back. And you know, so often, Melina, clients will say to me, I feel like the enemy is tormenting me. And I want to be very gentle. I don't ever want people to feel like I'm judging them. But if they then proceed to tell me that they are actively sinning, and they know they are, making choices that are contrary to God's will, I very lovingly remind them that's not torment. That's conviction. The Holy Spirit, the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, is alive inside of you, convicting you, calling you back to the covenant that you made. Yes. So whether people are listening today and they're living in that place I described earlier and needing to repent and turn around, I mean, Melina, it was within one year of that encounter where the Holy Spirit was in my room and flooded me with his love. That night, I recommitted my life to Jesus Christ. And within one year, I was in seminary training for full-time ministry. I mean, I'm exhibit A. It's not too late ever. And then I love your example of the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Once we have surrendered, we are then in this posture like you. God, how can you use me today? I am available. Use me. Help me to look for those opportunities. Because if the Holy Spirit is truly living inside of me, if I'm aware of that, if I'm waking up, starting my day saying, the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me, is there anything I cannot do? Is there anything that God could not do through me? He specializes in the impossible. He wants to do impossible things Mm. for his kingdom, for his glory through my life. What is my choice then? My choice is to be available. Amen. My choice is to put that selfishness aside. Like you said, he wants to work through all of us. But in that moment, you went back. 
You pulled up next to that bank to have that encounter with that woman. You put your flesh aside. Your flesh should go home and watch West Wing. You said, no flesh. I am surrendering my flesh to the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the choice we all have to make. Because every spirit-filled believer that has said yes to Jesus Christ has that power living inside of them. What is the choice that we are making with that power? Are we choosing to push it aside? Metaphorically, I want to go watch West Wing. (laughs) Or I want to go do this. I want to go have this conversation. I want to go have fun. And the Holy Spirit is leading us to serve someone, to see someone, to call someone, to show up for somebody. It might save somebody's life because there might be somebody out there that is experiencing mental, emotional, or spiritual death. And God wants them to experience the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead through us. Mm. Melina, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your experience Thank you for challenging me personally, and I know every one of our listeners, to look for those opportunities to be Jesus to the world through the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Melina, I'd like to spend another week in Romans chapter 8. Would you be willing to come back next week so we can be in Romans 8 verse 15 together? Sounds great. Love to. Great. I would really appreciate that. I think we've got more to talk about in this chapter. It's just full of juicy nuggets, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that your spirit is alive in us. I pray that we would be men and women that never forget that yours is the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now residing in us for your kingdom and for your glory's sake. I thank you that you are calling us to recognize, to surrender and submit our flesh to your power and your authority, that you would be able to use us to do what would be humanly considered impossible things. There is no limit to what you can do through lives that are fully yielded and surrender to your spirit. I thank you that you are with us, that we are not alone. And Father, I thank you that we pray to you through your spirit alive in us. And I thank you for Jesus, our great high priest, who makes it possible for us to come and talk to you and meet with you. And because of Jesus, we know that you hear us. Surrender our hearts to you. Make us more like Jesus, I pray as we choose daily to walk in your power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.